We're delighted to have with us this afternoon, Sarah Kelly, who is the Senior Innovation Manager in Liberty Global. And Sarah has been in this field for a long time. I've seen some of the stuff she's done and she's enabled to happen inside a large organization. It's very exciting. Sarah, thanks so much for spending a little time. Um, I wonder, perhaps could we start with a very simple question. What do you do? Can you tell us what Ooh. a innovation manager does in Liberty? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. What a, a really kind thing for you to say about me as well. Um, I do try to enable innovation as much as possible. And uh, for me, that mostly means empowering my employees, um, which is my favorite thing that I get to do. But I'm a, yeah, I'm a senior innovation manager at Liberty Global. Uh, we are just a quick uh, overview of what we do. We own cable and internet companies across uh, Europe. We used to be across Europe and Latin America, but, um, but now we're just simply just here in Europe. We operate under names like uh, Vodafone Zigo or um, Virgin Media or UPC. So we own cable operators. And I work at the corporate office where we, uh, we started in 2013 already. So we're already celebrating seven years uh, in our program, which is uh, something really to be proud of. But um, we started as an ideation collection um, platform sort of, uh, but there, once we had that sort of down and, and we knew what we were doing there, we've really expanded into what I like to think of us as, um, as an innovation shop. And so we have all of these innovation tools that we offer into the business. So we do things like teaching um, design thinking, or we teach lean startup methodology, or a combination of those two. Um, we hold brainwriting or brainstorming sessions together um, with other teams. Of course, we continue the collective collaboration, um, running campaigns and channels to collect ideas from our employees. Um, I give pitch training, so I teach people how to pitch their ideas um, into the business. Um, pretty much anything that we can do with and for the company to, to push innovation and to, and to empower people to, to share their ideas. That's what I try to get my gigantic team of three people um, involved in. <laughs> That's wonderful. And I've got this picture of all of you running around juggling all sorts in the air. There's a lot going on there. Um, I guess it does prompt me to ask, how did you get here? in terms of what was your career path? What was your relevant um, skills acquisition? How did you get to being an innovation manager? I have the weirdest path ever. Nothing in my life would have ever pointed me to this, this where I am now. Um, so I started out, um, I went to university studying uh, media communication, so mass communication, focusing in um, marketing and minoring in creative writing nothing to do with innovation. Um, but that led me to do, um, I, I worked in a pharmacy. So I was a senior pharmacy technician um, for five years at Walgreens in the US. And uh, that's when I started university and I decided I wanted to do a study abroad program. So I moved to Wales actually, and I did a semester abroad in Wales. And from there I ended up moving to Amsterdam um, I did that silly thing and fell in love and uh, yeah, <laughs> ended up um, marrying a Dutch man and coming to Amsterdam. So then, I don't know if you've ever been an immigrant, but when you immigrate to a new country, you sort of start all over. And so um, I um, wasn't going to university anymore. And so I found a job doing clinical research because that sort of fit in with my medical background. 
Um, I hated that, so then I ended up uh, just finding a random job at Universal Studios, and I worked in their legal department. So I wrote legal contracts uh, for television. Again, super random. Um, I did that for about three years, and I really decided I wanted to move to a more international company that had more opportunities for me. And uh, that's where I landed at Liberty Global, which at the time was called UPC. Um, and I actually started there as the team assistant for the programming department, and I was doing their contract administration. Uh, Liberty has really allowed me to grow and change, and I've now been in five different roles um, there, landing on the innovation team. Well, when Spark, so my innovation program is called Spark. When Spark started seven years ago, I was working in corporate communications, so I had finally found my uh, path communications. And um, and this guy, Rule, who I think you know, um, was starting Spark. And he happened to just sit right next to me. He was, a, he was a lone wolf, so the one-man show, trying to get this program up and running, like we hear that story, so familiar. And he happened to sit right next to me, and I started listening in on his conversations. And I was like, that's pretty cool. I want to do that. Um, so I started volunteering my time with him, um, doing, you know, his creative bits and, and um, all the things that I loved, um, helping out with campaigns. And uh, when his team exploded and doubled in size to two, um, I raised my hand and said, I would like that role. And he said, I would like you to have that role. Um, since then, he's moved on. And um, I took over the team in 2017, I think. And so I've been running the global, the global team since then. And so nothing would have ever pointed me to be running this program and having the best time that I'm having. Um, but yeah, that's how it happens. That sounds wonderful. I, again, though, I can see all the different pieces of the puzzle coming together. And yeah. given the way you've described the variety in the job, bits of them will help with different aspects of that. That sounds Yeah, really absolutely. I can see all the way back to um, working at Walgreens and I was always the trainer. So I was the regional trainer for the, um, for the city. So every Walgreens needed to run in the exact same way. And so they would send all of the technicians to me and I would train them on all the systems and how everything is done. Um, so yeah, and, and now I, I super enjoy giving trainings and yeah, so I see how it all sort of fits in and, and yeah, how my, <laughs> path came to, to be where I am today. I guess what, one of the things that strikes me is we used to think of innovation involving the specialists, the R&D department or the product developers. But of course, these days, we're much more saying everyone can play a role. And that's clearly yeah. what you're doing. Um, given the kind of learning curve you and Liberty Global have been on in the seven years since Spark's been going, um, where do you see the big challenges in being an innovation manager in enabling this to happen? Well, I'm definitely not a specialist. I am uh, what I just learned this phrase last week on uh, when I was sitting on a panel for women in innovation. Um, I am a deep generalist. Wow. So I usually my interests live and die within a three year time period. So when I find something that I love and I learn all I can about it and then you know, then the second year, you're, you're really um, honing in on all those skills and doing it really well. And then by the third year, I'm like, nah, I'm ready to go. Um, but innovation is always changing. And so I haven't had that sort of dip uh, where I'm like, uh, okay, I've done this before. Because there's always something new that I can add or learn to my repertoire. But one of the biggest challenges, I guess, is um, there, there's many. <laughs> I won't lie. There's many. I've mentioned one. Um, you're often very small teams. 
of uh, one or two people. Again, I said my team was huge and, and to have three people on an innovation team, that is considered huge, um, especially with everything they want you to pull off. <laughs> like we want you to pull all of the uh, rabbits out of the hat, um, but with very little budget and very little, um, very few people. So that's one of the, the, the difficulties. Um, getting everybody on the same page as to what innovation is, is also a difficulty. And if a program uh, like Spark or any sort of innovation program, um, I suggest you all get together and decide what innovation is first. Um, because otherwise you're, you're not striving for the same goals and what will count as a big win for me doesn't matter to somebody who doesn't see innovation in the same way. So um, that's always a difficulty, especially in very large organizations, um, to make sure that we're all sort of speaking the same language. Um, yeah, so those are two of the really big challenges that we face. Um, idea collection is, is easy ish. <laughs> Once you know what you're doing, uh, people are always, well, at least in my experience, there's a, plenty of ideas, but knowing how to deal with them is the true challenge. So um, yeah, everybody's willing to share with you what they think, um, but how you actually get there uh, is a different story. And given that you've been going up this learning curve, and I know I've seen some of the, the evidence of the successes. But I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about uh, a couple of successes, something you're really proud of. And I know you're going to say it's not you, it's the people, but nonetheless, yeah. give us a couple of success stories. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot. And again, it, it always is about the, the, the people and the engagement for me. Um, of course, being able to lead the team, that makes me really proud. Um, but successes as far as Spark goes is to, to be a global program that everybody knows, um, not just within Liberty, Liberty, but also externally. So every time that I'm invited to, to talk about what it is I do, first of all, I think it's uh, quite obvious that I'm very passionate and very excited about mm -hmm. what it is I do. Um, so every time that somebody wants to learn something from me, I'm always humbled, like, oh, wow, that must mean that we're doing you know, something right. Um, we've collected over 16,000 ideas through Spark over the years, um, and we've implemented uh, something around 12, 12 to 1,300 of those ideas. I would like that ratio to be much smaller, actually. So uh, over the years, we learn that it's not about quantity, it's really about quality. Um, so seeing ideas that come from a group of people in Switzerland uh, to then be picked up in a, a corporate office and then scaled uh, amongst all of our um, all of our opcos. That was a really beautiful moment for me because that's really what we want to do is we want to see teams of people working together and then eventually scaling everything on a global level. That was really beautiful for me. Um, we give a training that we call Matchbox and uh, it's a mix of lean startup methodology with uh, design thinking. And seeing my matchboxers who come into this two-day training with me, and then they're given eight weeks to work on their own ideas, and then they get to pitch them in a Shark Tank or Dragon's Den style, and I give them a pitch training as well. Um, but to see them, you know, take their little babies and their little ideas and really work them through this whole process to the point where they're able to pitch them in front of senior leaders that they would never usually have access to, um, and be successful, or, or even when they're not successful, still be happy with what they've done. 
um, is, is one of my, I think, most favorite achievements. And having those people come back and say, you know, you lit a fire in my belly that I thought I had lost over the years. Or having a woman who, who didn't even want to sign up for the course because she didn't thought, think she belonged. She didn't think she was smart enough. She didn't have the right degrees. She didn't have the right, um, yeah, pedigree um, to fit into this course. And I convinced her, I said, just come. Just come and take the course. And if you don't do anything with it, fine. And to see how empowered she was afterwards, um, so much so that she, she thought of a business idea that she could do outside of her job. But also, she took her idea through all the stages and pitched. And she did this fabulous pitch and it made my heart so proud to see her on stage and she got, and she was awarded um, what her ask was, which, um, yeah, so we call that a blue matchbox. So um, they're pitching for support for, and she got the support that she asked for. But to know that I could have that influence on people, um, yeah, that's, that's sort of what makes, that, that makes me the happiest. So after I give a two day matchbox training with, with people, I don't sleep for a week because I'm in such an endorphin. <laughs> yes, that was great. I can't wait to do it again. Um, with sort of the caveat that we also then want those people to put better ideas into Spark to build the business even bigger, stronger, faster, uh, better. Um, so it's all sort of circular there that, that we're teaching people how to do this. So then they put it in the Spark platform so that then we uh, get more ROI so then we can do more fun things. So. I think those are sort of, I guess, in this short amount of time that we have, those will be my favorite. That, that's lovely. And, and, and again, your, 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 your pride in them as well as your passion comes through. Um, you've talked about, and very eloquently, this idea of a sort of um, mutually reinforcing, you know, sort of everything grows. That, and yes, from seven years back to where Spark is today and uh, so on. Um, so reflecting on that growth thing and... If I were to say, okay, Sarah, you can now have another person, uh, you're going to recruit an innovation manager to join you, um, what would you look for in terms of oh, skills? I think you need, because you are such a small team, you need a diverse set of skills. And that's what was so beautiful about Rule and I's relationship, is he was very um, focused on, uh, well, he had got the whole program set up, so he already knew that bit. So I knew the creative bit, the marketing um, I have a huge network um, because I can't help but talk to everybody. Um, so all of the, those creative bits, I was able to, to really bring that to the table. And between the two of us, we were able to really make a strong program. Of course, then when he left and I was devastated, I had to find a new rule. And um, we had had a, um, an intern on our team, uh, Smitesh. And uh, he was quite good at that time. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll bring Smitesh on board. He already knows everything and um, we'll see how that goes. And I think he was about six months in and we were in a meeting and he finished my sentence. And I was like, yep, we're there. <laughs> we're, we are a team now. Um, and he's been fantastic and he's super enthusiastic, but he has all of the skills that I don't have. Like I don't well, I could have them if I wanted, but I don't like reporting. I'm not a numbers person. So he's doing all of these things. He likes to do the back end of, um, of, of the, the systems and things like that, whereas I really don't have the interest in that. And so by both of us doing what we love, we end up being a really great team. And so, um, but also with a, such a small team, we overlap. So he and I teach uh, Matchbox together. 
uh, we split up which which we're going to do. Um, every campaign we're both heavily involved in, in writing communications and, and things like that, in uh, keeping up with ideas. So then when I did get the third person, I said, well, what do I want? You know, what am I dreaming of? And we ended up um, inviting in an innovation orchestrator. And so that is basically somebody so if they can fill in for both of us. So I'm definitely um, the talker of the group, the networker, the influencer. Um, so I wanted somebody who could do that, who had quite a large network themselves. And then also somebody who had the skill set to do things that liked running reports and could fill in for Smitesh whenever he wasn't available. Um, so it was really sort of a coordinator of, of, all of all of that. So if I had a fourth person, I think I would want, um, and I did this one time, is uh, I had a graduate and I said, I want a mini me. And so I hired another, I, I took a graduate on board who had just as much energy as I did and um, was super enthusiastic. And um, after a couple of weeks working with him, I was like, is this really what it's like working with me? <laughs> I'm a lot. <laughs> it must exhaust my team to have so much, you know, energy around them all the time. But I think I would like to have somebody that I that um, again has a huge network and an ability to influence and persuade people. Um, really great communication skills because if you're not talking about your program, then people will easily forget about it because um, they're all there doing their full time jobs. So um, finding creative ways of getting people's attention, um, good listeners who are able to um, sit in a meeting or, or have a coffee and understand uh, that they need to ask people what they're working on and find out where their challenges actually are through that conversation. Sitting in town halls and seeing what's happening in the whole company and then sort of honing in on um, where the opportunities are to then work with those teams through, uh, through Spark. So those are sort of the skill sets that I look for. Not everybody has to be me. Uh, so Smitesh is definitely not um, as, inner, well, I don't want to say he's not energetic. That's not very nice. But he's, uh, he's definitely the introvert, and I'm the extrovert. Maybe that's a, the better way of saying it. Um, but even so, over the, over the three years now that we've been working together, I've seen him come out of his shell. And, um, yeah, I think we were talking right before here about the, the video that we created, the Spark Awards video. And he really pushed himself to do that video. And I was so proud of him um, afterwards to, uh, to crack the jokes that he did and really make himself um, sort of open and vulnerable uh, and funny. Um, that was really great. So I don't think there is a, a mold that you can say, your innovation manager has to be this, 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 and this. Because I've met so many of us who have such diverse backgrounds and different personalities. And we, are, we all bring to the table something very interesting and very different. Um, so if you can find all of those skill sets in, in a tiny team, then you kind of have a good formula to, to be successful. Yeah, no, that, that, that's beautifully put. I, I guess it leads me to my, my last question. Um, it's not easy, I, I know, um, because what you're doing is taking a core knowledge of innovation, but then on the one hand, finding different ways to enable others to participate in that, not least giving them the language and the tools to do it with, um, constantly innovating your own offerings and you've yeah. and then you're interfacing in a large and probably reasonably bureaucratic organization so you've got all sorts of you know, you can't dance to your own tune you've got to fit no, in no absolutely not 
My guess is that you, well, my guess, I know you've acquired a great deal of experience from the very early days when you started out. If I could ask you to be uh, Auntie Sarah for a moment, right? Yeah. So, like a kind of agony aunt, but um, somebody who is about to start the career, they, they've seen the job ads that they think, hmm, I'd like to have a go at that. Any advice you might give them? It's the dog, is it? Sorry, my daughter just walked in. <laughs> Shh, say. <laughs> Not at all. I missed the question, I think. Uh, so, so it was just Auntie Sarah, advice you might give to somebody who's just thinking of starting off as an innovation manager. Maybe they've seen the job advert or someone suggested yeah. they might write. Any advice? Don't do it. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Of course, of course do it. Um, ask for help. <laughs> Build a huge network. Uh, ask for help um, from other innovation networks, from... Um, from other innovation managers, more than likely, we're happy to share. We don't necessarily, that's what I love about all of the innovation managers forums that I get to go to, is that because we're not sharing ideas, we're just sharing best practices, we can share so openly. And the good, the bad, the ugly. Like not just, oh, I did this and this was awesome and this was great, but really, oh my God, I'm struggling with this. I haven't had a single campaign all year. What am I supposed to do? Um, Really tap into that network and don't be ashamed to ask for help because why would you know? Why should you know? Um, I ask for help still to this day. I just emailed somebody to say, what is the best business canvas model to be using? Because I don't know. Um, and why should I know everything? Um, I like to know a lot of things and I like to be the one that people come to um, when they have questions. But um, yeah, don't be, yeah, don't, don't be afraid to, to ask for help. Um, be bold. Know your stuff. So once you do know what it is that you're doing, there's always going to be some sort of pushback and usually pushback from people who are higher up the ladder than you. But don't be um, shy about standing your ground and saying, I know that this is going to work because of X, Y, Z, or I know that's not going to work because of ABC. Um, so really be, being bold, um, in a humble way. Um, yeah, yeah. And just, uh, innovation, we always hear so much about failure, um, and how it's okay to fail. So give yourself that grace as well as that you're, you're able to try something in and know it didn't work. Uh, we ran a, a campaign where <laughs> we thought it was going to be amazing and everybody would participate. Um, and it was a very simple one too. Send in a video. It was just a shout out. Like, say something nice about somebody who's inspired you. Um, and the rule was that once you shouted out somebody, so I shouted out you, then you had to shout out about two other people and create two videos about mm. two people who inspired you or helped you or mentored you. And it was a global campaign. We were super excited about it. We had, of course, seeded the campaign with, with our own shout outs. And it was like crickets. Nobody was... was doing this and what an easy thing to do I mean we all have mentors in the business and um, we all have people that we admire and um, I realized that our mistake was in insisting that people had to create videos and because I don't care about being on video I assume nobody cares about being a video but people really froze with uh, with the thought that oh my god I have to create this video and it's going to be accessible to 44,000 employees and what am I going to say? And that was really a barrier. And so, yeah, that failed. And it was, um, that, 
was not a nice feeling. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Why aren't people doing this? Um, so yeah, as an innovation manager, don't be afraid to try things and, and fail and be like, okay, that didn't work. So now we're going to do it this way. Um, whenever um, Smitesh and I taught our first matchbox, we were scared to death. <laughs> we were in a group of 30 people um, in, in Belgium doing it for the first time. And um, yeah, that was, it's scary. And I, and I tell my daughter this all the time go ahead and be scared, but we do the scary things. We just do them petrified inside. <laughs> but yes, I guess that's, the, that's my advice as Auntie Sarah, is uh, do scary things. Don't be afraid to fail. Uh, use your network and uh, humbly ask for questions and help. That's lovely and beautifully put. And, and in many ways, it's, it summarizes what innovation is all about anyway. We should perhaps take our own medicine, but uh, it sounds yeah, like you absolutely. are. absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Sarah, thank you so much for your time and for your honesty. It uh, comes across, yeah. and uh, uh, for me at least, very inspirational too. Uh, I think oh, I'd right. like to, if you do advertise for that fourth person, maybe I'll put my hand up. Yeah. <laughs> Get in line. No. In line. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. would hope so. I would hope so. I think we would uh, make beautiful music together. But I just told you that I can't sing earlier. So. <laughs> no. But that's lovely. Thank you so much. That's really helpful. And uh, All right. yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me.